0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Fashion History, the podcast that teaches you everything you need to know about the contributions of black people worldwide to the fashion industry. And of course, I'm your host, Tanequa Russ, and let's just jump straight into the episode today. Now, this podcast would not be here without the woman who we're going to talk about today. She was the founder of the Black Fashion Museum and also the founder of the Harlem Institute of Fashion. She herself was a designer and dedicated her life's work to spotlighting the contributions of black people to the fashion industry. She is the reason why the Smithsonian has a piece by Anne Lowe and why a plethora of other museums have pieces designed by black designers that are both known and unknown. Without her work, I don't even know if there will be much information out there for me to even have an episode. I would have known that there are black designers in the industry, obviously, and then there are black people who have contributed since you know centuries and centuries past, but I would have had no place to find that information because people weren't archiving it or writing that history down. But Lois Alexander Lane did, and today we're going to get into her story. So, you want to start a podcast, right? I know it can seem really daunting and complicated to have to think through how to record it or how to edit it and even how to upload it. But don't worry about any of that. I'm about to give you the only tool you need to create an A1 top of the line podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even start making money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Now, all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r dot f m to get started today. Now let's get back into our content. Lois Alexander Lane was born Lois Marie Kendall in 1916 in Little Rock, Arkansas. In 1938, she graduated from the Virginia Hampton Institute, which is now Hampton University. In the 1940s, she moved to Washington, D.C. and began her career in the federal government. She started off as a stenographer for the War Department in 1942 and ended her time in the government as a planning and community development officer at the Department of Housing and Urban Development. In the 1950s, she worked as a freelance photographer for black newspapers and was also the vice president of the Capitol Press Club, which was an organization for black journalists. In the 1960s, she moved to New York and pursued her master's degree at New York University where she completed her thesis on the contributions of African Americans to fashion. Her thesis title was actually The Role of the Negro in Retailing in New York City from 1863 to the present, and present day then would be 1963. Her professor told her then that black people didn't play any such role in fashion, retail, or whatever. that. She was basically dreaming, and so she completed her thesis, got her master's, and pretty much dedicated her life's work to highlighting everything that black people have been doing in fashion since the 19th century i would love to read her thesis and find out how she was able to gather so much information especially from that time period where we didn't always keep good records of black people and the things that they've done and certainly not in fashion so i'd love to read her thesis love to check out some of her sources kind of grow my own personal black fashion history knowledge and of course be able to share with you guys Lois Alexander Lane started the Harlem Institute of Fashion in 1966 to address the lack of knowledge of the historical contributions of African Americans in fashion. The school provided free courses in dressmaking, tailoring, millinery, which is basically hat making, and if you are a faithful listener to the show, you already knew that, Uh, and it also provided classes in English, math, and African American history. In 1979, she opened the Black Fashion Museum, which exhibited fashions worn or created by black people since the beginning of the 19th century. That museum opened up in a beautiful brownstone in Harlem on West 126th Street. The museum was the largest and rarest collection of its kind. It held an extensive extensive amount of pieces by known and unknown designers and i would even venture to say that um, to this day there isn't a collection of black fashion history things that rival that of the black fashion museum in harlem the museum had over 700 garments 300 accessories and 60 boxes of archival material these pieces included an opera coat from the 1900 designed by lavonia price who was formerly enslaved it also held gowns by Anne Lowe pieces by Pearl Bailey all people we've talked about on the podcast and the very dress that Rosa Parks was sewing the day she refused to give up her seat on the bus she also had pieces by Stephen Burroughs and the original Tin Man costume created by Jeffrey Holder who was the costume designer for The Wiz now i am a collector myself obviously my collection is nowhere near as extensive and rare and uh worthy i would say as miss lois lane i only have a few pieces here and there which i'm gonna show you guys soon uh but I am over here wondering how she was able to get so much good stuff. Well, according to her daughter, Joyce Bailey, she went on TV and the radio asking people to go into their attics and trunks to donate clothes to her because she was going to open a museum. Some people were very interested and they wanted their stories told. So they would grab pieces by their mothers and their grandmothers and other people just wanted to get rid of clothes. Either way, it ended in her having a large amount of pieces by black designers some that we know and that their names are written in history others that we don't know who may seem obscure but they've contributed so much to their communities and to fashion and it allowed her to have these rare collection of pieces and to be able to kind of create and archive or historical journey of black people since the beginning of the 19th century to well into the 90s and people can see how much we are weaved in the fabric of the fashion industry. Lois Alexander Lane told the Washington Post in 1981, in the process, We discovered that few Americans, black or white, are aware of the contributions made by black Americans in the creative fields of fashion. There is an oft-quoted myth that black people are a quote-unquote newfound talent in the fashion field, and we want to change that. Now it's exciting to read that she said that because that's of course my mission here at Black Fashion History. I want to make people aware of the contributions of black people all around the world to the fashion industry. But it's also sad to hear her say that because we have the same mission and we're living in two different times. She started the museum in 1979. She started the Harlem Institute of Fashion in the 60s. She did her masters in the 60s, all fighting to show people the things that black people have done in fashion. And then here I am in the year 2020, started the podcast in 2019, had the idea since, you know, 2018. And it's like, centuries later we're still fighting with this idea that black people have not contributed to fashion we have tons of other creators out there magazines bloggers influencers journalists um, curators professors all who have dedicated their lives work to archiving and recording the histories of black people in fashion exhibiting these histories sharing it writing about it you know bringing mainstream fashion media into line with our history this is work that I'm certain did not begin with Lois Lane I'm sure there were people before her and before her and before her who were also dedicated to this but it's so sad that it's a work that has continued after on because we're still having to show people or remind people of who we are Lois Lane also founded the National Association of Milliners, Dressmakers, and Tailors. She was the first fashion director of Harlem Week, which is the biggest cultural summer-long celebration honoring Harlem. Uh, She also served as the president of the National Association of Fashion and Accessory Designers and was a member of the National Council of Negro Women. She published a book in 1982 called Blacks in the History of Fashion, which is going for over $200 on Amazon right now. So I got to save my little coins together to get it. And she ran two custom wear boutiques, one in D.C. and one in Harlem. She is the definition of a boss woman, not to mention she's married with children. In 1994, she opened an extension of the Black Fashion Museum in Washington, D.C. However, unfortunately, in June of the same year, both the museum and the Harlem Institute of Fashion closed. Lois Alexander Lane passed away in 2007 at the age of 91, but her legacy lives far beyond her and the work that she did in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. In 2007 her daughter joyce bailey saved the historical collection by donating it to the smithsonian museum and she said this to the washington post i wanted it to be someplace focused on the history and culture of african americans as opposed to any place else i wanted that focus because my mother always wanted to make a contribution to the race And her mother absolutely made a contribution to the race and to fashion and paved the way for people like myself, black influencers, black fashion designers, black journalists, um, black historians, black fashion historians, black curators all of us who are dedicated to highlighting our stories and making sure that it's preserved in history and that it cannot be ignored. So thank you so much, Miss Lois Alexander Lane. You are the reason why we're able to walk into a museum and see some of these pieces by people that we hear about whose collections or fashion journeys has ended. We're able to look at beautiful garments made by women who were enslaved and who never got the credit that they deserved for their creativity and for their hard work we're able to see how black people express themselves through fashion over the years by having a collection of the clothing that they wore in different centuries and different occasions and to different places none of that would have been possible if she had listened to the words that we are often told so many times which is that black people have not done anything or that we have no place here And that's it, guys. Thanks again for listening. And as always, of course, you can find all of my sources for this episode in the show description. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on our website at BlackFashionHistory.com. Also, make sure to follow us at Instagram at Black Fashion History Podcast. There will be posting beautiful photos of Miss Lois Lane, photos of the Black fashion museum in Harlem and also some of the amazing things that she was able to collect over her lifetime. If you enjoyed this episode, please join our family by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform or giving us a wonderful rating on Apple Podcasts. And of course, make sure to share this with a friend, you know, like spread the black fashion history knowledge. We can't be the only ones knowing about our history. We ought to share it with the world. But most importantly, if you do nothing else, join me again next week for another Black Fashion History installment. Bye-bye!